Hi, this is PJ from Mercy's Effort, and um, I have a special guest, uh, Miss Susan Howe, and we're going to find out with Susan in the world of pharmacy is going to uh, introduce herself and give us her viewpoints and knowledge and expertise, all of that good stuff. So Susan, can you please introduce yourself? Well, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me, PJ. Um, my name is Susan Howard, and I am currently a pharmacy director at a local LTAC hospital um, in Modesto, California. And I have been a pharmacist for 31 years. Um, I was involved in the startup of the facility that I'm currently the director at about five and a half years ago. Um, it's a very exciting adventure. Um, and um, I have worked in uh, both inpatient pharmacy and in retail pharmacy throughout my career. Okay. So Susan, um, if you could tell our audience, because once again, uh, this podcast is all about education, not just only educating the nurses, but the whole interdisciplinary team. Um, what are one of the major issues that you see on the floor that nurses, uh, that you come across with nurses um, when it comes to medication errors and that sort of thing? Well, medication errors, medication safety, just to start off, um, patient safety um, is my number one priority as, um, as the pharmacy director at uh, my facility. I think all healthcare professionals um, need to be very mindful um, uh, of patient safety, uh, mm -hmm. be very present, right. be very focused on that, very, right. be very aware. Um, and I think the facilities also need to develop strategies that minimize uh, medication errors and any right. other, any kind of uh, error um, and maximize uh, systems or processes that, right. that enhance patient safety. Um, so we need to design systems that make it easy for the nurses and other healthcare professionals right. to right. do the right thing. Exactly. That's really, really important. And right. so I'm very focused on that as, as a pharmacy director. Right. Um, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I just recently did a, a topic regarding medication errors. And it seems as though no matter, you can have all of the latest uh, you know, technology uh, to prevent errors and that sort of thing. But for some reason, human error yes. is always a major yes. issue. And so um, what sort of um, solutions that you make and think of that may help the nurses? Uh, because I, at times, I, I in my, you know, blog, I the topic, I uh, emphasize that, yes, when it comes to medication errors, it may be 99.5% of the nurses. But then again, you know, that other percentage, sometimes it may be, you know, if, if it comes on the pharmacy side, you know, when it comes to medications, that sort of thing. But I always say, yes, nurses still need to pay attention. Yes. You know, if they're, if you know, looking at the medications and making sure that everything, whatever it says in the Omnicell with pictures in front of that nice little screen that, you know, physically for what they see on hand. Exactly. It's got to definitely You have correlate. to put those two together. Yes. You have yes. to be, you have, it's just using the mindfulness. You have all of this technology available to you today as, as a nurse and, you know, pharmacists, you know, all healthcare professionals are, are utilizing technology to help them minimize errors. Um, but you have to also, you know, be very present and aware and focused um, and, and also, you know, visually inspect right. what you're doing, exactly. not just rely on the scanner. Exactly. Um, be present <laughs> in the moment right. of what you're doing. Uh, multitasking is not a great thing yeah. in, in healthcare that is not safe. Right. Uh, 
but unfortunately we have to do that exactly sometimes um, and so it's so important to keep that mindfulness exactly. and just being you know being able to combine um, the use of technology with with that mindfulness and being very present you know right. in, the, in the moment of the activity that you're doing right um, uh, once again when I was on the floor um, I was very strict and I hated admissions and I but I was trying to be mindful once again and always try to make sure I follow the protocol um, when it comes to medications uh, whether you know at that point in time you know I worked in a facility where they were doing paper and getting admissions and doing all that paperwork was always a headache it, it, it makes you want to just yeah. for us we just like want to fall out but whether it's done through a paper environment uh, or uh, EHR you still have to make sure that when you are doing an admission and um, the medication, you put the indication. I know the indication is very important yes. uh, when it comes to pharmacy. And I know nurses used to get, you know, uh, pretty much uh, scold about that all the time to make sure that when you do fill out that information, you have to put the indication. And at times, if you're not sure, uh, or don't have any sort of clarity, you know, you can always talk to the doctor and then also double check with the pharmacy. And I and I noticed there are some proactive nurses, they will call pharmacy mm -hmm. to say, hey, you know, is this the correct dosage? I mean, do we carry this? And then there are some that won't say anything and they'll continue to, um, you know, just leave it unclarified. So I just wanted to know from your point of view, what, what are your views on that? And what do you think that the nurses should follow? I think that, that the role as a pharmacist are underused in most facilities. Right, we are right. such a vast source of knowledge for, as far as medications right. go. Uh, we're there to help you with that. Exactly, exactly. Um, and uh, I don't feel like we're contacted as much as we should be. And I know that part of it is because nurses are busy, right. but it just takes a moment of time to do that. You also have access to um, amazing um, online um, drug information resources exactly, now exactly. Um, yeah. at your fingertips and yeah. at our facility it literally is at your fingertips you can have it on your cell phone right um, and also in our hospital computer system and it takes sec literally seconds to look um, that kind of information up right um, and so I think all of that is underutilized right and that nurses need to take a moment and not I know they feel rushed a lot but they need to think about the risk that's involved when they don't do that. Exactly. I, you know, I, yeah. I, I do agree with you. Um, it's interesting because at, at one of the hospitals that I'm also currently working uh, at, I help with med medication observation. You know, call it med ops for short. Mm -hmm. And uh, also, pharmacy do their med ops as well. Yep. And so one thing that I notice uh, with some of the nurses, because I go through all the units, uh, PCU. Uh, uh, ICU, that whole thing, med search, tele. Um, a lot of the nurses, they don't even, even for the new medication, you have to let the patient know the side effects behind that. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that they don't do that. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I check off, you know, because that's just part of what we do, try to get them prepared right. uh, for state. But I, you know, and if they have like about 20 medications, no one is saying, you know, of course, to say all the side effects for all of them. Mm -hmm. But, because most of the patients, they probably take that, you know, medication, then they probably know. They probably know more about that medication than you do as yes. a nurse, right? But I always say, at least for the new medications, to be familiar, let them know what it is, and let them know the side effects and what it does. Uh, because there's a lot of 
uh, I see problems too behind that and check for allergies. Yes. And that's another thing. So the, I know on the floor for sure that's allergies, checking for allergies to make sure and correlate, especially if the patient is ver you know, is verbal and they're alert and all that other good stuff and you can you know at least say hey what are your allergies to make sure that it compares according to the med, med you know the med mm -hmm. reg uh of, of what uh we have and also the side effects of that uh and i just want to ask you susan um how important do you think that that is and if you have come across any problems it's vitally important yeah i think that uh, the pharmacist should be more involved in what, what they call medication reconciliation, that yeah. whole process. Uh -huh. And I think um, across our country that is happening, especially in the larger facilities. Uh, part of it's a staffing issue where there's not exactly. enough pharmacists right. to do that. And I am trying to uh, improve that process at uh, the facility that I'm currently working at. Uh, but I think the pharmacist needs to be involved um, really across the continuum as far as medication reconciliation goes, meaning during the admission process, which is crucial right. um, as far as uh, deciphering the medications that the patient uh, comes in from home on or from the previous pre previous facility, right. um, even interviewing the patient or the patient's family. Exactly. I know the nurse does that now, but I think having a pharmacist involved as maybe part of a team would be a great thing um, uh, to, I agree yeah. I agree I agree the only thing I know and I'm just playing the devil's mm -hmm. advocate here okay yeah because every you know oh, nurses yeah. on the floor especially once it's been around they'll probably say well you know not everyone could be a nurse it seems like other departments they want to be a nurse you know, I we know you. We know what we're doing. Why do we have to bring the pharmacy team? You know, why mm -hmm. do they have to be doing the med medication observation? Why they the med ops? Why do they have to be doing that? Um, and and I, for one point, I I will understand where they're coming from. You know, but also too, I think once again. Um, it's all about patient-centered care. It's all about, um, yeah, it's all about their safety. It's all about their mm -hmm. safety. Mm -hmm. And the more people that we have involved, yeah. I think that would be better. I don't think that you're, I don't think that coming in and you guys doing med observations is telling the nurses what to do or they don't think that they know what to do. No, we're just trying to make the process easier for you to do the right thing. Right. Like that's, that's what we're there for. We're trying to look at what's going on and if we see flaws in the system or if we see a pattern of uh, where nurses are making the same kind of error each time, we need to look at the system right. and look at that process and see maybe there's something going on there that is, is causing most nurses to do something the exactly. wrong way. Exactly. And so, you know, just looking at trying to uh, change those things and improve those things. Right. Yeah. And I totally agree because like I say, just looking, you know, being in both situations, you know, working on the floor and then also, you know, now that I've just, uh, you know, auditing nurses and also doing, um, you know, med uh, ops, it, it's just really important um, that, and I always tell the nurses, you know, I'm here to help, mm -hmm. you know, I'm here to say, hey, you know, don't forget to do this, yeah. you know, don't forget to say that, it does help. And it helps me too, because if I'm on the floor, then I know to try to have a smooth workflow process. But my whole thing uh, is, and like I say, one of the major reasons why I'm doing this podcast and uh, and I'm working on, I believe you probably episode number six. All right. <laughs> hey, all right. Hey. Uh, is is just to educate nurses and to let them know uh, that you guys are here to help. Absolutely. You know, the the interdisciplinary team is definitely here to help. Um, 
One issue that I would like to ask, well, you know, just question and see what your views about is regarding IV antibiotics. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed that, and I've been in a couple of facilities where trying to <laughs> trying to open a uh, a, a Zyvox a bag, <laughs> or some other uh, antibiotics that's packaged differently. Why does it have to be so darn difficult, Susan? I mean, I'm it's so like, sorry. why can't it be easy? I mean, it's like, you know, you break the seal and yeah. you should be ready to go. It just, why you got it? Different manufacturers. Like, I mean, crazy. I'm sorry. You don't have control over it's crazy. Sometimes you can be spending yeah. 15 to 20 minutes yeah. trying to figure out how the heck can I open this up? All I want to do is just hang up the bag. That's all I want to do. Um, it should be a warning, or we should have an in-service, and we should say, oh, pharmacy should say, okay, this is a new bag now. So for those who don't know how to open it up, you know, it's just the packaging could really be yeah. a pain in the And we appreciate way. that kind of input. You know, if, you know, give us a call and say, hey, you know, this is a new bag. We might not even be aware, right. you right. know, and just, you know, we're this is really hard. All the nurses are having a hard time spiking this bag and getting it right. know, hung on the pole, you know, that, Give us that information and we'll we'll be there to help you. Yeah. 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 Um, I also know that when it comes to ACLS types of drugs, especially, well, you know, I'm going to say, you know, IV drips like dobutamine, do- dopamine, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, the sound alike type of drug is really important. And I never realized how important it is. And I'm going to give you an example. I remember when I was on the floor and I had someone who was on a, a dopamine drip. And... They brought in dubutamine. Oh, dubutamine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I looked very carefully. And it was I was getting ready to hang it, but when I looked at the the dosage, and I was like, wait a minute, that's not the correct, you know, dosage. And even the bag, mm-hmm. it was totally different. different. Concentration. It was a different concentration, yeah. it was yeah. different everything. Yeah. But if I was really busy and things mm-hmm. happened and I did not pay attention, I would have hung up the wrong yeah. uh IV drip for the yeah. patient. So sounded like Look-alike, sound-alike, yeah, definitely. Look-alike, sound-alike is really important. Yes. The black box. Black box warnings, black high box risk, warning, high alert. It's, yeah. it's really important. In yeah. other words, I believe that nurses, and it doesn't matter how long you've been in the industry, you still need to go and do a brush-up on your pharmacology. Mm-hmm. Look, go back, and or update, because a lot of things change. Mm-hmm. You know, tapers change, drugs, book uh, changes, um, the Davis drug you know, book was is great, um, and others. And I think that they really, we, you know, we as nurses really need to make sure that we're up on that game yes. and updated uh, when it comes to certain um, information on drugs and that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, because it's just really important. There's new drugs out there that we may not know about, Recumidin, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, or some other things and anticoagulant stuff. So it's just really important for us to, to be on that game about mm-hmm. that. Um, I also want to uh, want you to share with us, and and I keep going back to medication error because <laughs> it is just it's just so important um, regarding that. And I know for a fact that um, yeah, any type of solution once again and I know paying attention to certain things is just really important um, but I just want before we go and talk about the stewardship mm-hmm. program mm-hmm. Um, before we talk about that I, I just 
want to have any last-minute comments regarding medication errors since that's such a biggie. Yeah, it really is. Um, well, the California Department of Public Health um, actually mandates that um, inpatient hospitals have a, a plan to um, reduce the incidence of medication errors at your facility. Um, it is required by law to have that plan in effect, and mm -hmm. it has to be approved by the California Department of Public Health. Okay. Um, and so that is actually an interdisciplinary disciplinary effort, um, and it is um, something that we are we take very seriously at the facility that I uh, work at. I actually got to help write the MARP uh, at my facility, which was oh, a very um, great. exciting thing yeah, to do. Um, there are 11 required elements uh, that, that CDPH does require you to address. Okay. There are basically 11 different systems that you have to address um, that will help in, um, in uh, helping to prevent um, medication errors at the facility. And those systems are the prescribing system, okay. um, prescription order communications, okay. um, labeling, packaging and nomenclature, compounding, dispensing, distribution, education, monitoring, administration, and use. Okay. So that covers a lot of different yes, systems. Yes, it, it, um, it does. And um, I can tell you right now that um, that a large amount of errors in a lot of facilities are found during the medication administration process. Yes. Yes. Um, and that's um, something that you have to take a very a process you have to take a very close look at at your facility in great detail right. to see where there may be um, areas of, of weakness and, and flaws that, that need to be improved. Exactly. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And you know we could talk about the patient nurse ratio. Um, you know if you have a nurse that's doing a double, mm -hmm. you know, she's working a 12 hour shift, she's got, probably got to do an extra four hours I mean that's a lot of hours yeah you know um, the performance as far as paying attention it's kind of poor you know I, that's my opinion mm -hmm. um, it's hard I mean you know there's some people say well you can't make more excuses you know but things do once again to err human or to err to is human, to yeah. human. I mean, which yeah. is a wonderful it's a wonderful book and yeah. of course that's something that for advanced education we definitely had to to read about but um, I I just totally agree that yes, it is just really important and nurses really need to pay attention and need to get the support. Yeah. Need to get the support also from upper management and to really find out what is the problem. Yeah. You know, uh, because yeah, you may have all the technology and everything in place. You may have a good, you know, our pharmacy may be fantastic, but if nurses are still continuing to make yeah. those errors, right, um, and they could be great nurses, they could be nurses exactly. for a long time, and nurses can lose their license mm -hmm. and stuff because they, you know, make that one error that can really right. cause uh, damage to a yep. patient or their Gotta life. always do the five rights. Exactly. Yeah, we have six rights here. Right? Yes, and, it, and I think that has probably yeah. incre increased those rights. I yeah. think maybe up to eight now. Oh yeah, there's so many now. <laughs> there's yeah. so many yeah. now. I know. Once again, before we get to the stewardship, talk about that. Um, one thing I do know on the floor, a lot of nurses always complain, and and like I say, I've been at a couple of hospitals, and and it's the same thing regarding witnessing. Why do we got a witness on blood pressure medication? Why do we yeah. got a witness on, you know, a double witness on narcotics? If we need a witness to sign on the computer, if we and then yeah. we got to turn around and go to the Omni cell and need a witness or Pixis and need a witness. I know. Why is it just the overload? Because it's kind of hard on the floor to try to find a nurse yeah. to witness if you got a nurse that is, you know, doing a med pass. Right. It's just really hard. So what are your views on that? Um, and uh, 
do you think that that's something that's really unnecessary or maybe there could be a workaround or you or the nurses can meet pharmacy halfway because i do know that in most places especially when it comes to insulin insulin is definitely witness yeah. it's either witness at the omni sale mm -hmm. uh or witness or, or yeah, yeah you know yeah. or witness you know at the at, yeah. you know at the bedside that sort of thing so what are your views on that well these are um the insulin for one um there are there are uh, lists that um, you know, are they're mandated a list. There's a mandated list of drugs that are on a list called the high alert, high risk list. Mm -hmm. List. Um, this is um, coming from an institution called the Institute of Safe Medication Practices, or ISMP, okay. and they really are the gold standard for medication safety in this right. country and really in, in part, most parts of the world. Right. Um, many of the um, agencies that come to inspect us are taking their standards for medication safety from ISMP. And so they have this high alert, high risk um, list of medications and most hospitals treat those medications that are on that list um, very delicately. Okay. And that includes um, having to get a witness right. for any, anything that has to do with the medication, whether it is dispensing the medication right. or right. Uh, removing it from Pixis right. um, and giving it to the patient, preparing it, anything that there's witnesses that are right. required. Um, and it's it's really a safety measure that's right. built in to help reduce errors for those kinds of medications. Uh, medications on the high alert, high risk list, um, if they are given an error, uh, the reason they're on that list and they're categorized that way is if they're given an error, they can cause significant harm to the right. patient. Okay. So we're really trying to mitigate the risk, um, and um, by having you know by having the witness mm -hmm. in place, yes, it's a pain. Yes, um, it is, especially working yes. on the floor. And, and even for tell when pharmacists have to get a witness when we're working with dispensing the drug, it's it's hard. I mean, for me, yeah. I don't mind the witness, but it's the fact that sometimes it seems redundant if you have to do it at the on sale and then again turn around and at bedside. And mm -hmm. it's like, really? You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it's, <laughs> can we just have it just at one time? I know. And, my, and, and to, my, get, a, and to yeah. get on with it. It depends either on different facilities have different policies with that. At my facility, the ones that are... Um, on the high alert, high risk list, um, usually have double witness. They have they're on the removal and and at the bedside. Um, that's just how we have it set up. But yeah, it is. I know there can be staffing issues with with getting a witness, and mm -hmm. the witness really needs to pay attention to what they're witnessing. That's yes, that's true too. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, there's a lot of just kind of <laughs> yeah, right blind witnessing going on. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And and, yeah. and I think too, and once again, I I'm gonna be honest on the floor, you know, and and it's not really an excuse, but you know, this is what happens. We're talking about reality here. You know, nurses are busy. And it's hard because you're trying to find a nurse and they're trying to do what they need to do and just trying to take that time out to go ahead and witness something. It's like, okay, what it is, all right, boom, 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 and you're gone. Instead of, like you say, mm -hmm. really looking to find out what you're really witnessing. Yeah. You know, uh, that's really important. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's, 
it's tough, yeah. but it is something that's in place, yeah. and it's something that we should uh, definitely continue to work together yes. to do yes. and, and realize the importance, just like Homeland Security, mm-hmm. right? right? So, so right. we just have to realize the, the importance of that. And I'm always wanting feedback from nursing. I'm always talking to the nurse leaders at, at my facility about those things. If there are problems with the witnessing, then we need to work through those problems together, pharmacy right. and nursing. I really believe in working together. I try to maintain um, an open, you know, really, um, you know, solid relationship right. with, with the nurse and leadership because yeah. mm-hmm. it's so important that we work together for the patient safety. Yes, I agree. And, and it's not like they're probably everywhere, but I still believe that um, regardless of the fact, I'm sure pharmacy, they would probably would at times like to hear what the nurse's feedback yeah, is. And, and once again, it's still going back to, as far as the nurse is concerned, I'm only wrapped up in what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what I see. I'm not looking outside of the box, looking at other things. And so just trying to get, you know, get familiar with a little bit of what pharmacy does and how important it is and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. I think it also helps a lot, mm-hmm. you know, um, in, in trying to understand that role. Um, now to stewardship, the stewardship program. If you can, because a lot of nurses, and I still believe they need to know a little bit about that, mm-hmm. and they may not have a clue yeah. as far as what that may be about. So if you can once again uh, try to uh, reiterate what I just said, mm-hmm. stewardship, or if that's the correct way, and, and just briefly talk about that. Okay. Well, I think you're talking about antimicrobial stewardship. Yes. yes. Um, so actually, this was um, an executive order that that President Obama um, issued. I think it was in 2012. I could be wrong. Okay. Uh, which basically mandated that all um, hospitals um, implement a stewardship program for antimicrobials. Okay. And the reason being is that there has been so much resistance that has yes. uh, developed over mm-hmm. the years to antibiotics because of the overuse and inappropriate use exactly. of antibiotics, mm-hmm. uh, all antimicrobials actually. So this was put into effect to help stop that or, or reduce that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so um, hospitals are now required to put a program together and they mm-hmm. usually have a clinical pharmacist or mm-hmm. a team of clinical pharmacists on board to help um, work also interdisciplinary uh, Mm -hmm. with medical staff, nursing staff, Mm -hmm. um, case management, Mm -hmm. uh, everybody works together to optimize the antimicrobial therapy for the patient. Uh, So it's it's a pretty intricate process. From the nursing standpoint, Uh um, you need to be very aware if your your patient is on um, an antimicrobial. Uh, This could be an antiviral, antibiotic, uh, antifungal medication. and number one, what it, the indication is, what kind of infection are you treating? You need right. to be very clear exactly. on that. Exactly, yeah. And it, you know, and once again, uh, just <laughs> education is, is yes. so important. Um, sometimes, um, and I'm gonna keep it real, I, you know, for my listeners, uh, I, that's what I try to do uh, regarding us nurses because we need to be up on our game on a lot of things and we need to be educated and what we sometimes we don't get in one facility, sometimes we do have to go outside the box and learn. Yeah. But what I, but what's, I have come across 
is that there's certain nurses they don't even know the cold status of their patient you yeah. know what I mean yeah. uh, and they don't even know whether or not or what type of antibiotics that they're giving their patient mm -hmm. and and now and like I said there's some nurses but that's some too many yeah. you know we really need to make sure we know our medications and know what they're for and right. know the side effects behind that because if we do not then that's very bad. Yes. It's very bad on the patient, and we cannot communicate with the doctors or the pharmacy and knowing what's going on with our patient. It's also important to keep up on the cultural sensitivity exactly. testing that is done in case something changes, where if they start empirically treating something and then they get a result back and they need to change the antibiotic or even discontinue the antibiotic, the nurse can really help facilitate that and make that a faster, easier process by helping to speak with the doctor, maybe in a, a you know, quicker exactly. manner, um, get the information to the doctor as quickly as possible yes. so they can decide what to do. Exactly. Really important. Also, the duration of therapy for any antimicrobial, you need to know how long the patient's going to be on it. There needs right. to be a definitive um, length of therapy. Um, mm -hmm. And that's a lot of what the pharmacist is, is looking right. at, all of those things, the, you know, the appropriateness of therapy as well as the duration of therapy. Yeah. Now... I know when it comes to antibiotics, you know, everybody says as soon as you get that order, you know, there's that window, you know, um, four hours in order to give it. Uh, on your point, on your side as far as pharmacy, because on nursing, we know that as soon as we get that order, we immediately have to get the antibiotic. Sometimes if we're really busy, we just know there's that four hour win you know, window. It may be totally different in other facilities or, or states nationwide. But um, coming from you know pharmacy point of view, um, as far as trying to immediately get that antibiotic, I mean, is it pretty much the same as far as the time frame, or does it depend on the policy? It depends or? on the policy of the okay. hospital. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some actually have a quicker policy that are you know sooner than four hours. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it depends, like the sepsis bundle and that kind of that's thing. That's that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to share, Susan, uh, to help educate with the nurses? Because it has been a pleasure. I think the other, yeah, there was one other thing I wanted to talk about, and that was the um, communication, prescription order, you know, uh, order yes. communication. Yes. Um, t uh, especially telephone order, red back, or verbal orders. <laughs> yes, thank yeah. you. That's a big, yeah. also yes. a big source of medication errors. Now, in today's day and age, we have CPOE, so you're, right. a lot of the orders are transmitted electronically by the provider. But still, there's quite, quite a yeah. bit, especially in our facility, of telephone order read back and verbal order. Okay. Um, and that's where we have to be very careful, is that how well we are listening to the, the provider give the order mm -hmm. and how well we're transmitting that order to pharmacy. Okay. Uh, that's, yeah. where, that's where we run into problems. And I actually do a communication exercise with my nurses at, um, at their orientation where we are actually... Uh, blindfolded or have, we have our eyes closed uh -huh. and I'm giving them instructions on uh, paper folding. That's great. Yeah, yeah. and oh, okay. so there's no eye-to-eye um, -eye contact. Okay. Um, and they're just having to listen very, okay. very carefully. Okay. Um, and That's great. I, yeah, so That's great. there's, yeah. you know, we talk about the barriers and, and basically I give them very simple instructions and then everyone opens up their paper. Mm -hmm. they, I ask them to tear off certain edges and everybody's paper looks different. Ah, and yeah, it's always it's hundred percent of the time. Nice. But, yeah. I like that. So it's kind of like wow, you know, it's always an eye opener. Like wow, everyone's is different. Everyone heard something They're different. Totally different. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're talking about when we're taking a medication order, and just how important it is to be very, very clear in 
um, what you are hearing or what the doctor is telling, telling you, you. Exactly. Um, and being able to communicate that to the pharmacy effectively. Yes. Uh, whether you put the order in the system as a nurse, uh-huh. you know, right. or whether you're right. faxing it uh, to the to the pharmacy, but you're actually reducing it to writing if you're doing that. So. Very, very important. If you don't, um, if you're not clear on what the provider is saying, uh, ask them to repeat it. Exactly. Uh, obviously, telephone or re- telephone order read back. You are repeating the order back. Right. Uh, very important to take do, do that step. I think that step is deleted a lot. Yes. Maybe because they're rushed or they they're yes. multitasking. Exactly. Um, yeah. So that's that's really really important. Um, if you don't understand what the provider is saying, say they have a heavy accent or the line isn't clear, right. there's a lot of static right. in the line. You definitely have to. Um, you need to have to be very clear, clear. on what they're exactly. saying. You know, and this goes for pharmacists too. We take orders over the phone all the time from from physicians and other providers, and um, you know we have to really be good listeners. Yes, we and, do, and make sure that we're very clear on what uh, what they're saying. So yeah. yeah, that's a big source of medication errors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes I think. You know, the culture of nursing, it, it has changed. Yes. Uh, I've been in uh, nursing for over 10 years, but I even when I first started out, I know, you know, you'll find some nurses, they're scared to talk to the doctors. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and um, it's sometimes, you know, you really, you can't be like that. This is your job, and your job basically is to take care of the patient. We are here for the patient. So you have to be an advocate for the patient. So if you are not clear or someone does have an accent that you're not sure of, you need to really make sure that you get that clarity from the doctor. I don't yeah. care no matter what. Um, not just for medication orders, for any kind of For anything, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. So, um, you know, hopefully that culture would, you know, would change. Uh, to the percent where you know you do have nurses that's not scared to talk to doctors and whatever have you, uh, because like I say, unless you've been a nurse for a while and you know the game or whatever have you right. clinically, you know you'll get some nurses they're not afraid to talk to doctors at all, and sometimes they'll tell doctors, hey, this is what the patient should be on, yes. <laughs> right? So, but okay, Susan. Um, first of all, I just want to say, Susan, I have always um, admired you. Uh, and highly respect you, uh, uh, your expertise in what you do, and you are passionate. You're yes, very I am. passionate. Uh, uh, you know your love uh, as a pharmacist, and I think that you're amazing, and uh-huh. uh, I really do. I've, I've, I'm the was the type of nurse on the floor, and every nurse is different, but I always like to find out about other departments and how my patients related to them, and have a good rapport. That was my thing. That was my job as a nurse. Yes, my job is a uh, patient advocate, uh, and as well as a nurse advocate, but a patient advocate first. And wanted to make sure that I'm doing the best that I can and going beyond my duty to take care of that patient. So that's the reason why I believe the whole interdisciplinary approach is really important because everybody in the department, in different departments, knew who I was (laughs) as a nurse. So Susan, once again, it was this is a pleasure. Unless you have anything else to say or to um, leave a note on, I just think that that it's a shared responsibility. Yes. You know, patient yes. patient safety is a shared responsibility, um, and we have to work together. Yes. Um, to make that you know make the patient as safe as it can be. Yes. Yeah. I, I I totally agree. So until next time, Susan, I know that I will be talking to you soon for some more you know, some exciting things in the future. Um, but to my listeners, uh, once again, thank you for joining me. And you guys, until next time, have a fantastic evening.
All right. Thank you, Susan. Thank you for having me. <laughs>